Welcome to the Master It Podcast. I'm your host, Allie McGee. The Master It community is composed of individuals who want to show up as the best version of themselves every single day. We are dedicated to creating small, tiny daily improvements that compound over time for a massive transformation. We act with kindness, integrity, compassion, and grace to ourselves and others around us. We show up ready to learn, be inspired, and inspire others to be great. We lean into the discomfort of change and growth knowing we'll be better humans coming out of it, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. So glad to have you here, and let's get to it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Master It podcast. I'm your host, Allie McGee. So glad that you are tuning in today. It is always a treat. So thank you so much for doing so. Today, I'm sitting down with Kelly Collins, who is a yoga, wellness, and empowerment teacher who's on a mission to help raise the collective consciousness through reconnecting and rebalancing the mind, body, spirit with movement, breathwork, and mindfulness practices. Mm, So much good stuff happening. She's passionate about empowering people to uncover the deepest parts of themselves and to heal so they can actually move forward to flourish and share their unique gifts with the world. This conversation is powerful and Kelly brings so many actionable tips and tricks. I can't wait for you guys um, to hear it. Without further ado, let's get into it. Here's Kelly on all things manifestation and mind-body-soul connection. Hello and welcome back to the Master It Podcast. I am so excited because I'm sitting down with Kelly Collins, who is a yoga, wellness, and empowerment teacher. And she is also the host of the Soul Spark with Kelly Collins podcast. I'm excited to chat with her today all about the mind, body, and soul connection. So thank you so much, Kelly, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this topic is very interesting to me. So I'm excited that we got connected and we're sitting down to kind of dive deeper into it because I think with my personal yoga journey, I'll say I've realized how important the mind, body, and soul connection is. So I can't wait to kind of dig into it and share with my audience. Can you share a little bit about yourself and what you do for a living? Yeah. um, Well, currently what I do is I'm a yoga teacher. I teach yoga classes. Um, I lead yoga and wellness retreats. Um, Obviously this past year, you know, there's been less of them, but I still had one um, a couple months ago. Everyone got COVID tested. It was like a group, small group of women. It was so beautiful, especially after everything we've all gone through. Um, but yeah, I, I also started a program this year called the Soul Spark Academy. So I've been doing one-on-one coaching. Basically, it's spiritual wellness coaching, helping people to figure out where they're stuck, integrate spiritual wellness tools, and move forward in their life towards what they actually want, not what they think they want or what they've been told they should want. Um, so I'm growing that right now, expanding that into groups. And um, yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. Podcasting, all the, all the things. <laughs> mm, I love it. I feel like so many entrepreneurs wear 
a zillion different hats. Like, you know, it's, they can't just do one thing because they feel like they're multi-passionate. I don't know if you ever listened to Marie Forleo, but she's all about being multi-passionate and things like that. So I love that you're doing all the things because it's a great way, I think, to cater to so many people. Like podcasting can be great to like reach a large audience and then really get intimate with one-on-one coaching and really help people um, find their path and their true purpose. So I love that you're doing all of that. Can I say something about that? I I think that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Our society, less now, but like when I was growing up and when I was in college and even right after college, I feel like I realized I was multi-passionate, but I thought that there was something wrong with that, that I couldn't just hone in on one thing. Although my one thing is wellness overall, really. Yeah. But I've, I've always found myself like needing to do different things or otherwise I feel like I get bored. And it's so cool to see that that is accepted more and more now. And I think that just goes back to like, and I'm sure we'll dive into this later, but like not aligning with what, you've been taught that you should be doing or thinking or believing, but getting clear on what you actually are passionate about and believe and think and um, living your life in that place. And it can guide you. Like I got here, even though I was like, I feel like this is wrong, you know? (laughs) So um, just aligning with what we truly love and what lights us up rather than what we've been taught maybe we should. Yeah, no, let's actually go into that. That's really interesting because I've felt the same way. Like fresh out of college, I went and got a corporate job in healthcare because this was a thing, you know, I was supposed to do is like in air quotes, supposed to do. It was, you know, the next step after college. And I thought I was going to be at this company for, you know, for life because both of my parents had worked for, you know, one company for like 30 plus years, their entire life. That was just kind of what their generation did. Um, So I had this limiting belief of I had to do one career my entire life. I could never switch. I was just in this very narrow, limited mindset until I realized I was like, whoa, I'm not even having fun or, you know, this job no longer sparks me joy to like show up to once I realized it wasn't like my passion, my end all, and that I could step away from it and it would be okay, like everything switched. And then leaning into a job that I love showing up to every single day, like coaching and podcasting and things like that, where it just fills different buckets of mine up. Cause I feel very similar in terms of me doing one thing is like not enough. Like if I were just coaching, it would not fill me up as much as doing three or four things. Maybe I'm a little crazy, but um, (laughs) I think that um, it was really hard for me to kind of break away from this like stereotypical nine to five job that society tells us that we should have. Um, And even it feels like just recently, now that I've been away from my corporate job for a year that I just now like, like settled into like doing my own thing. Um, so it's really interesting, um, that it's finally becoming normalized. Did you ever feel that way when you were kind of going through this process of like finding what sparked you joy and things like that? Yeah. I feel like I'm very blessed because, um, one, I had parents that 
really have just like supported me through everything, even when it's like, it looks like my life is a complete disaster or it feels like it. Um, They've always just supported me following my passion. And I've discovered uh, fitness and wellness as like a preteen and have been passionate about that ever since. So I feel like I was very, very lucky to know what I was passionate about at an early age. But that being said, I still felt very lost because like you were saying, like I felt this pressure that I should maybe be getting a nine to five or, um, you know, living my life a certain way. And it took me a long time to even like realize, realize I was an entrepreneur. Um, and to just accept like, this is my path and I love it. And that's great. You know, I think the biggest piece for people, and this is what I like right off the bat, start working on people with is like, okay, where are you at in your life? Are you happy with what you're doing? If you're not, what are you doing? That's like, again, aligned with what I call it shooting, like you're shutting on yourself, doing what you think you should be doing or what you've been told you should be doing, but not actually doing it. And then creating the space in your life to get quiet, shut off the external noise because we are all constantly inundated with external noise from literally everywhere. So we have to carve out that time and that space for ourselves to get quiet so we can go inward and then get really clear on what we actually want. Most people that I encounter aren't even clear on what they want in like three to five years. Or it might be like, I want to get married. I want to buy a house. I want to have kids and I want to go on a vacation, whatever. That's great. And like, I still want those things, but there's a lot more that I want. And you can get to a point where you are clear on like the house you want to manifest, the type of house, where it is, what it is, like what you want your future partner to be like. Like we have to get really clear on what we want. That's the only way that we're going to get that. Right. So, um, so yes, I did feel that pressure and, um, I'm grateful for the support I've had in this journey to like, be able to uncover things and get to the clear place I'm at today, which has taken tons of work. So I don't want to like downplay that, but, um, but yeah, so maybe we can talk more about just how people can get to that place. Yeah, no, I'd love to. Is that part of like finding joy and like maybe your soul's purpose? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go into that. So how does someone do that or like get to this point? You want to carve out that time for yourself every single day. And I, you know, I've tried all sorts of things in my own life. I've had my clients try different things. Doing a morning practice is your best bet to make sure you're going to freaking do it. Okay. So what I always recommend is waking up doing, it doesn't have to be long, like a short, you can start with a guided meditation, um, like five minutes. If you're new to this, right. If you've never meditated before three minutes, five minutes, it can be really short, but this helps you to get really calm. And like I said, go inward and just start to become aware of, you talked about limiting beliefs, aware of your thought patterns and the limiting beliefs and what's going on in your mind. Because what's going on in our mind creates our reality, right? What's going on in our mind when we're in that like more calm state is what's going on in our subconscious. That's the stuff that's going to come up. And we have to do a lot of healing work to get through that stuff 
so that we can actually like move forward in our life. So starting out with a really short meditation, focusing on your breathing and then journaling. And I always say like, start with stream of consciousness journaling and just like write out whatever comes to your mind for two full pages at least. And from that place, you'll just, again, start to notice what types of thoughts you have. Most people, when they first start this, start out noticing that they have really negative thoughts coming out. But the beautiful thing is once you begin to release those, you'll notice after like a couple of weeks, you're going to be in general journaling a lot more positive things. Because if we like have all of these emotions and these beliefs about ourselves that aren't actually true, just like sitting inside of us, they have to come out. And once they do, it's like a huge weight lifted off of our shoulders. So that's like the first step, right? Like finding that awareness, getting quiet. And then the the journaling prompt I like to give people to do after that is to write a gratitude list so that you are starting your day from a place of abundance and gratitude and really, really thinking about all that you have. Because especially in this Western society, we all have a lot but we're always in this constant state of lack because of that external noise. So write a full page of what you're grateful for. You're going to align with abundance. You're actually going to raise your vibration. So we can talk more about manifestation maybe after this, but when we raise our vibration, we are an energetic match for what we want to call in. If we don't raise our vibration and we're you know, at this really low energetic state, we're going to be calling in low energy situations and people and all of that. So we write that gratitude list, get aligned with abundance, raise our vibration. And then we can start to go through our day from that place, that like foundation, and then start to notice what brings you joy and start to do those things more often. What brings us joy and pleasure is aligned with our dharma or our purpose. So if you love your nine to five job, I'm not telling you to quit it. And like, you have to go like do your purpose for your career, right? First of all, we all have multiple purposes, multiple reasons for why we came into these bodies and are living this human experience as souls. So we have multiple purposes and our purpose can be like growing. It grows and it evolves and it ebbs and flows and changes and all of that. So it's not this like, I'm here for this reason and I just have to do that for my whole life, right? So we got to be fluid. And once you start to realize what really lights you up, that shows you what your gifts are and your purposes. And even though you might not want to do that for your nine to five job or whatever, those gifts you are meant to bring into the world. Like the reason we are having this human experience is to one, grow and evolve as souls. Like that's the main reason. So we can come in, we learn and we grow and our soul evolves and we work further and further towards enlightenment or oneness with source energy. But then the second reason is to help raise the vibration of humanity and to help humanity um, grow and evolve as well. So we all come in with these gifts. And even though like I'm a yoga teacher, right? And there's, I don't even know how how many other yoga teachers in the world? A lot. I'm unique because of my past life experiences, if you believe in that, um, which I do. And because of all the experiences and lessons I've learned in my life up to this point, like I teach it from a different place than anybody else. And so you, you can be doing the same thing as someone else, but you're still bringing uniqueness and gifts, your gifts to it. Um, and the world needs all of us to be living from that place. 
imagine if we were all aligned with joy and our purpose and like bringing that out into the world. Oh, the world would be like way different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting. I love all these points that you bring up. I am a fanatic for a solid morning routine. Like honestly, nothing gets me going quite like a solid morning routine. And I'm actually probably so obnoxious because I'm always not pushing it on people, but I highly encourage it mm-hmm. because I don't think a lot of people realize how you start your day is how you carry yourself through the rest of your day before like you come in contact with almost like other energies of like, you got to make sure that you're right. Your aura is all like clean and like on a good level before you go out and like, can, it can get pierced by like other, you know, energies that are lower vibration and all these things. So I love a good solid morning routine. I've actually been working on, um, the artist way, which is like, have you heard of it or did I tell you about this? I have it. I um Oh, you have it. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. I I have to be honest, I haven't done the full thing. I read like the first chapter and um I've been doing a lot of like self-education this year. So I decided I'm gonna save it till I can like actually commit to it because it's like a 10 week yeah. book. But even the first chapter is so like profound and yet simple, right? But we've all forgotten it. Yeah. Like we all are creative. Yes. yes. <laughs> and so basically the artist's way, if you haven't heard of it, um, for anyone listening, it's writing three pages, like journaling three pages every single morning for like 10 to 12 weeks, ideally carrying it beyond the book's length and all these things. But I have been doing it maybe for two weeks now, noticed a massive difference. Like before lots of anxiety thoughts and things like that coming through. And now I'm just so much more aware. It's crazy and how just such a short period of time so much has shifted. So I love that you mentioned journaling and for extended period of time. So not just like one page, but like, like you said, two pages, um, because I feel like that, um, when we're writing and journaling, we can get through a lot of the muck on the first page. And then the second page is like, ah, we settle into it. And then we can kind of like really write out everything that's going on. And it feels very, um, like unpacking a bunch of things. And so you feel much, I always feel excellent after I journal and sit there and just kind of unpack a bunch of things and really just get all the thoughts that are like swirling around in my head, get them out and down on paper. And now I don't have to worry about them. Yeah. And I'm all about like setting tangible goals. So it's like one of those things. It's like, I feel like two pages, if you're just, nothing's coming up for you and you're, and I always say you can write, and I think she might say this in the book. You can be like, my hand hurts. I have nothing to write. Like you literally just keep writing. So say you get to the end of the second page and you're like, I am not feeling this. Like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to write my gratitude list. I have another prompt I can give you guys. I feel like you would love it because you're very um, like fire energy, like organized, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you guys that one in a second. But but then the thing is, if you're if you like have gotten into a flow and you're releasing things and you're you have a lot to write, you can keep going. You don't have to stop yourself in two pages. You know, yes. <laughs> Which I I love that for myself. Taking a brief break from the show to share all about life simplified yoga mats. I'm curious, have you been looking to kickstart your fitness journey with the new year? Coach Allie here to help make the transition a bit easier for you. The Life Simplified Yoga Mat helps getting back to or creating a fitness routine easier than ever. 
This yoga mat is absolute magic. It's roomy, perfectly cushioned for joint support, antimicrobial, dry wicking, and slip-free, wet or dry. With a luxe matte finish and oversized design, it helps you stay on the mat for any style workout you may do. Whether that's yoga, Pilates, or HIIT, this mat is honestly perfect for all of your sweat sessions. Available in a variety of colors, there's truly one for every mood. This yoga mat is comparable to big brand names like Lululemon, Aloe Yoga, and Nike for a fraction of the price. Having a great workout experience shouldn't drain your bank account. So I have a super special offer for my podcast listeners. Head over to lifesimplified.shop and use the code podcast for 15% off your yoga mat. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T for 15% off your yoga mat. Yeah, um, I think sometimes we get trapped into all of these rules and boxes and I have to, it says two pages only. So that means only do two pages and it's so rigid. Like who the fuck cares? Like do write three pages, write four pages, do whatever like comes to you. Because I think, I don't know, I'm just one of those people like, yeah, the rules are there, but like, I like to bend them personally. Um, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> it's sounding a little crazy, but um, like we don't always have to stick by the rules, I think. And especially this book is being all about creativity and things like that. I think it really kind of helps pull that out of people. Um, Cause a lot of us are conditioned to like just meet the expectations or just do what's asked versus go above and beyond or finding what feels good. So I think sometimes we lose that in society where it's, we're so numb and cold and things like that. Mm-hmm. All of this that we've talked about thus far, and I think we talked about this in our last call, but it's all of these topics are really like sacral chakra related. Um, and for those who don't know, our our sacral chakra is like our second chakra. It's our so our chakras are um, energetic centers of the body. We have like seven main ones, depending on the school of thought that you follow. But the sacral chakra is our center of pleasure, joy creativity, feeling our emotions, emotional intelligence, um, and adaptability and receptivity. So allowing ourselves to go with the flow and be adaptable and receptive towards, um, I like to think of it as guidance. So when we're open and we're going with the flow, we're receptive to the universe guiding us on our path to our purpose or through our path on our purpose. So. that's something you I you guys can look into more. I have a lot of resources on my blog and stuff too. So on the chakras and that chakra and verse specifically. Mm, I love that. Yeah, we'll definitely link everything below. I feel like you have so many good resources. Okay, actually, let's go into kind of chakras and maybe spiritual wellness. How does that sound? That sounds great. You said there, how many chakras? Seven? Seven. I mean, okay. it depends on the school of thought. Some, okay. I mean, we have like smaller chakras all over our body, but like there's the seven main, main big energy okay. systems. Okay, yeah. cool. So how do, how does like the chakra play, the chakras, excuse me, um, play into like the importance of like mind, body, soul connection? Because I hear when one's blocked or things like that, like 
everything can become disoriented. And then that's when we have a lot of anxiety or, you know, things like that. Can you kind of jump into that? Yeah. And I can break them down. I'll try to keep it concise. There's like so much for all of them, but it's just the coolest thing ever. Like when I first heard about the chakras, this was like probably six years ago. I was like, what is this? And I have to know everything. So I kind of came back and learned it all. Um, so I love teaching it because it really is like the full integration of the mind, body, and spirit. When you begin to understand them, you can just see how they're also they're all linked and we need all of those aspects to be as imbalanced as possible. So again, they're they're energetic centers of the body and they all correlate to different physical mental, emotional, and spiritual or energetic aspects of ourselves. They begin forming from the time we're in our mother's womb, starting at the root chakra, all the way until we're like at the adolescence, like 12 to 14. Um, for the last one to form is our crown chakra, which is at the top of the head. So they form during this very impressionable time in our lives. So when anything crazy happens or not even crazy, anything traumatic and traumas from a child's standpoint can be very small, like subjectively, or they can be big. Um, so for example, having a traumatic birth experience can cause you to start out life with like a unbalanced root chakra. So it's really interesting. So you can look back on your life and look at, you know, where things happened in your childhood and kind of like notice once you start to understand them, like, oh yeah, that one's always been kind of an issue for me, you know? So our root chakra, again, it's the first one to form. It's our center of feeling safe and secure in our physical body and in this physical human experience in this material world that we're all having. So it's the densest chakra and it's the chakra most related with the material world. And when it's out of balance, we feel a lot of fear, um, which I think we all have a root chakra imbalance this year. There's a lot of fear collectively. Everyone I know has been through something um, that has caused them to feel discomfort and fear in their life. So um, fear is like the biggest shadow side to this chakra when it's out of balance. And we can also feel really disassociated from our body. So uh, eating disorders are really prevalent with root chakra imbalances um, in, or like, well, overeating is a form of an eating disorder. So overeating, undereating, um, just really feeling disconnected from our body. Um, they again, all correlate to physical parts of the body. So for this one, it's like our legs and our feet and our sciatic nerve. So those areas can feel affected too, if energetically we're out of balance there. So can you see how it's like has the mental, emotional aspects and the physical? Yeah. So then the next one's our sacral chakra and it's the second one to form. Like I just talked about our center of emotional intelligence, creativity, adaptability, sexuality. Um, when it's out of balance. Oh, in the, the root chakra, the element is earth. The sacral chakra, the element is water, like I talked about. So when we're out of balance here, we are out of touch with our emotions. So we're either numbing our emotions, which a lot of people do, um, or we are overly emotional. Like we're just spewing our emotions out on everybody um, and not actually processing them um, properly and releasing them in a healthy manner. 
So you see more of the numbing, I think, in our society than the other. But that just shows like they can either be excessively out of balance or deficiently out of balance. So if you're out of balance, you can have too much energy or too little energy. So it's that emotional intelligence piece can be out of balance. We might feel really disconnected from our creativity. We might feel really rigid in um, our beliefs and in life, like like we can't handle change or we can't go with the flow. And I think 2020 has taught us all we need to be able to go with the flow. Um, And we also might have like an unhealthy relationship with our sexuality Mm. going one way or the other. Yeah. So low sex drive or like hyperactive almost. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, like I guess like sexaholic, right? Yeah. 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 Yes. So, so interesting. (laughs) Um, and then physically the sacral chakra is related to our reproductive system. So all of those organs and body parts down there, that's what that's related to, uh, physically. Um, and then our next chakra is our solar plexus. So it's um, located in the upper belly and it's our center of self-worth and courage and will to transform our lives in the direction towards like our highest self or like, you know, towards living our best life possible. Um, so when we're out of balance here, we feel like we're not worthy. We feel um, like we might have trouble taking action because that really actually goes down to feeling unworthy. So if you look at procrastination, for example, procrastination is self-sabotage. We're just putting things off that are going to help us move the needle in our life. And we're self-sabotaging because we don't feel worthy of actually bringing that in. So this is a chakra I've had to work on a lot in my life. And, um, it's just, it's like an onion, you know, I like had the initial awareness. I did so much work. I felt so empowered and, you know, it pops up occasionally, but now I know what it is and I can work with it. Um, the element for this one is fire. So on the excessive end, it can be people who are like too intense and fiery and can get like angry easily. Um, the deficient shadow aspect is anxiety. So that's another huge one in our, uh, society today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are like the the three material chakras. And then we get up to the heart, which is our, um, it's the bridge between the material chakras and the ethereal chakras. And it's our center of unconditional love, compassion, empathy, um, forgiveness, and acceptance towards ourself and others. Mm. So the element for this one's air. So um, when we're out of balance here, we either are like too open and we don't have enough boundaries and therefore people are walking all over us and we're feeling miserable in our life because we're constantly doing things we don't want to do or we're just feeling taken advantage of. On the other side of it, um, we might feel really lonely because we have walls up around our heart because we've been hurt. And again, this goes like outwardly and inwardly. Like we need to have love and compassion and forgiveness and acceptance, full acceptance for ourselves and like who we are our gifts, our strengths, our weaknesses, all of that, like full acceptance and love for ourselves, regardless. And then we need to have that for other people. So that's a really beautiful one. They're all beautiful. Um, and then it governs like our heart and our lungs and um, 
that area of the body. The next one is the throat chakra. So it's our center of communication. And like the short and sweet way that I like to put it is it's our center of communicating our authentic truth with confidence, clarity, and compassion. Mm. So when we're balanced here, we're able to speak our truth, but we do it from a place of being confident, of being compassionate towards who we're speaking to and what we're saying. And we're really clear and direct. So when we're out of balance here, we feel um, a lot of times afraid to speak up because of fear of judgment. And that's like one, a huge one I've seen with my clients is like not living their truth and putting themselves out there and taking those risks because of fear of judgment. So even from that statement, you can maybe hear how it like that relates to the solar plexus, yeah, which relates to the sacral. So they all play off each other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like five for five right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, these have all been, I'm just, I'm realizing at different points in my life, how out of balance each of these chakras have been. So it's very interesting Mm -hmm. as you're going through them. I'm like, Oh, ding. Like, yep. That was that time. (laughs) Yeah. And me too. Like they've all had their times where it's just, they've needed some work, you Mm -hmm. know, but the cool thing is when you find the initial awareness, you begin to do the healing. So it's like without even doing anything, once you're aware of something, you're going to notice it. And from that, you're just going to start to make little changes. You don't even have to think about it too much. And then if you put a little effort into it, you can go really far. Game changer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So also with the throat chakra, if it's like excessive in energy, you might be like, talking too much, might be really gossipy, might not be able to listen well. So communication is speaking and it's listening. It's two pieces, right? Mindful communication is mindful speaking and active listening. So that's the way to think of it too. In the upper chakras, they don't technically, a lot of, most schools of thought say they the element is just ether or space for all of them. Mm-hmm. My favorite teacher, Anna Dea Judith, who um, wrote this amazing book, The Wheels of Life. So if you guys are really interested in this, pick that up. It's like my chakra Bible. She gives them uh, like secondary elements. So for the throat chakra, uh, she gives the secondary element is sound. Mm. So Which makes sense because we're speaking and communicating and listening. (laughs) Um, So then we have two more chakras. We have the third eye. So it's um, between the brows and up a little bit. And it's our center of intuition and like that deep inner knowing, those gut feelings that we have that can like, when we listen and tune in, guide us on the right path, right? I mean, there's multiple paths we can take in life, but guide us on the path towards our soul's highest involvement or highest growth and guides us on the path to bringing our gifts and on the path to bringing our gifts into the world. So when this one's out of balance, um, we are usually really indecisive, can't make up our mind. We get, we're really confused on like what decision to make a lot of times. And that's because we are not connected to our intuition. So our ego is guiding us rather than our soul. And our soul knows what's best for us. So the best way we can bring this guy and the next one into balance is that morning routine, meditating, shutting out that external noise, getting really quiet, going within, um, and giving your intuition, your higher self, a chance to actually talk to you. 
So the element for this one that Anna Dea Judith gives it is, I believe it's, I think it's light. Yeah. Um, and that light, it's like shining light and that uh, visual aspect of it. So not only is our third eye um, here for our intuition, but it's also where we can begin to visualize our manifestations, what we want to bring in. And when we allow ourselves to go into that space of like really visualizing it and seeing it and just imagining that it's already here, we're starting off the process of manifesting what we want. Mm, So yeah. And it governs like our eyes and I believe it's our pineal, pineal gland. Yeah. 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 Um, our pineal gland, um, they say over time it's calcified because of like fluoride in our water and all this stuff. So I haven't gone that far into it, but apparently there's all sorts of things you can do to uncalcify your pineal gland. So if you guys want to look into that more, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the last one, sorry, I know this is like so long. Um, No, I love this. It's our crown chakra. So it's technically like an inch above the crown of the head and it's our center of connection to something greater than ourselves. So connection to God, if that's what you consider to be something greater or the universe or spirit or just source energy. But it's that knowing that like we come from something greater and we're part of something greater. Um, And with that, recognizing oneness, that we all come from the same source. Therefore, we are all actually one. We're just different pieces of that energy living out different experiences to grow and evolve as that energy. So when we're out of balance here, we can feel really apathetic. We might not believe that there's anything greater than ourselves than just us having this human experience once and then we die and then nothing ever happens again. And and this again is like just because we feel really disconnected because there's all this external noise going on. Maybe different things have happened to us in our life to make us you know, not believe in something greater. So therefore we feel really disconnected. So yeah, that's usually like the biggest thing you'll see is like people um, just being completely disconnected from it. Um, On the other side of the spectrum with those upper two chakras, people that are like super excessive in energy can um, be like the people that are like really out there and like super, super out there and they're not grounded. So that's just like, goes to show why it's important to make sure we're paying attention to our lower chakras and our upper chakras. If we're too much in our upper chakras, we're not grounded in this physical experience and we're supposed to be, right? And if we're too much in our lower chakras, which most people are, um, rather than in their upper chakras, then we're too much in this material existence and we don't really realize you know, the bigger picture to why we're even having this uh, human experience. So you want to make sure you're nice and balanced as much as you can be in all of them. And, you know, you can get all of your chakras balanced and, um, feel like you're just floating. Right. But immediately you can leave the house and something happens and it throws you, throws you out of balance, you know? So it's a constant practice and effort, but it gets easier over time with that initial awareness. And then just understanding like where you're at and being able to feel when you get off kilter and then pull yourself back in a little bit quicker. Mm, I love that. I, I think I learned something new. I, I thought it was very interesting how you could go one 
either too far one direction or the other. And so there's like this unhealthy balance because when I think of disconnection, I always think of like lower vibe, like not doing, maybe if we're not in our root chakra or if we're not doing the most and, you know, we're just kind of sedentary and just staying in our comfort zone versus kind of maybe being up here and like listening to higher power, whatever that may be. I just found it very interesting how it can go both ways because for me, I've always thought of it as being like slowing down. You're not doing too much versus almost like the hyperactivity direction. I guess what I'm getting at is how can we get um, our chakras balanced when we do become kind of off kilter, like you say? Have you been looking to feel naturally energized and boost your brain power? Look no further as Orgain's MCT oil does just that. This flavorless and odorless MCT oil can easily be added to your favorite foods and drinks to deliver sustained energy. I love to mix mine into my morning coffee, a simple way to get a ton of added benefits. Made with 100% organic coconuts and has 13 grams of medium chain triglycerides in every serving, this is the healthy fat that your brain needs to thrive and feel your best. Shop now at Orgain.com and use the code AllieMcG30 for 30% off your order. That's A-L-I-M-C-G-3-0 for 30% off your order. There's many ways that you can do it. Um, Like each chakra, there's different, like especially in the lower chakras, types of movement that you can do. There's different chance that you can do. You can work with oils. You can work with crystals. You can journal. Um, There's so many ways to do it for all of them. So it's kind of hard to get into, but maybe I'll give like one example for each. Love. Yeah, that's great. And then, yeah. And I have like a detailed blog for all of these on my website. So I can give you like the root chakra blog and then at the end it has all the other ones. So people want to, and it has like all the different ways that they can dive into it you know, the best way to balance our root chakra is to get out in nature into ground. So go for a nature walk, go for a hike, go sit on the beach. Um, if you can take your shoes off and like have your bare feet in the earth, even better. Like that is number one, best way to do it. Sacral chakra, moving our body. So, you know, I mentioned it's our center of being fluid and, um, and of water. So just moving your body fluidly and intuitively. And this is why I love yoga, like um, yoga asana. Yoga is a lot more than just the physical postures, but I love vinyasa yoga because I love to move my body. And it's one of my major sources of like a creative outlet as far as like sequencing and all of that. So just move your body, like get outside, um, go for a swim, go for a walk, whatever, just get those juices going or do something creative like paint or draw or get like a, one of those coloring books and color or whatever it means to you to be creative. Our solar plexus, um, doing like twisting motions and building up that inner fire. So going back to movement, like sweating, doing like a sweaty workout. That's a really good way to get the, that inner fire going. Um, our throat chakra Sing, mm. sing in the car, sing in the shower, sing when no one's around or whatever one's around. Okay. But like, get your voice going. You, it's a practice. Like if you've been feeling 
like it's really hard to speak up, um, then just start to do it. It'll get easier. I promise. I think I skipped the heart chakra, huh? The heart chakra, again, nature is one of my favorite ways to like balance my heart and my root, but, um, give someone a hug. You know, it's hard this at this time, but just like feel that connection or do something for yourself that is a form of self-care or self-love for yourself. You know, I like got a matcha latte earlier and I was like, oh, this makes me so happy. But something as simple as that or, you know, doing your skincare routine um, or journaling, right, can help you to like cultivate that sense of self-love. Um, and then for our third eye, meditation, um, really getting quiet and allowing yourself to just hear. Um, and then also for the crown chakra, same thing, get quiet, allow yourself to be open to that, like that infinite wall of wisdom that we have available to us from source and from spirit. So those are like really simple ways that you can do it. But again, all of them have like different types of yoga postures you can do different affirmations. Ooh, do we have time? I can give you guys an affirmation for each one. Yeah, we have time. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool. So I love, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Using positive affirmations is like one of my favorite ways um, to help me feel more in balance. And, um, you know, I talked about when I first got into all of this, my solar plexus was super, super wonky. My self-worth was like way back, like way off. Um, and I created a mantra for myself and that literally helped to completely shift my state of mind and to reprogram my limiting beliefs. So if you have a limiting belief, you can always create a positive affirmation. That's the opposite of that limiting belief. And when that limiting belief comes up, you can repeat that positive affirmation to yourself and start to just shift that guy out of the way and replace it with something that's actually true and positive. Um, but so for the root chakra, my favorite simple one is I am safe and secure in my body and on this planet. Your sacral chakra, I am fluid like water is my favorite one. Just reminds you to whew, go with the flow. Yeah, you know? I love that. <laughs> um, solar plexus is I am worthy. I am innately worthy. I'm worthy of all of my wildest hopes and dreams. I like always use a variation of that. Um, heart chakra is I am open to give and receive love freely. Throat chakra is what I said earlier. I communicate my authentic truth with confidence, clarity, and compassion. Uh, third eye, I allow my intuition to guide me on the path to my highest self, or I trust my intuition to guide me on the path to my highest self. And then crown is I am a divine being. I love that one because if we realize that we are, we come from source, we are one with all, then we are one with source and we are divine and we do have all that wisdom available to us at all times. So we know everything we need to know, you guys. We just have to get quiet. (laughs) Mm, I love those. Those are so powerful. I'll have to start incorporating those into my journaling. And um, because I love affirmations and sometimes I fall off and kind of forget about them, but I think they're so powerful to just do right after you, you know, do your gratitude list and just really ingrain it in your brain. Cause it's, you have to rewire your brain. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, so I think having a consistent affirmation practice is amazing. 
Yeah. When I journal, I like to write down my intention for the day. And this is a really good thing to add into your morning routine too, is like, what is your intention for that day? And it can be more of um, a feeling or a specific like way that you want to show up in the world or whatever you want. But then I'll write that affirmation or that intention down three times or more. Um, and then I take that into the day with me. And then you, like you said, you can come back to it at any time. Yeah. Mm, I love that. That's amazing. Um, so I know we're talking about affirmations and it can be a nice segue into manifestation. Can you kind of um, share what manifestation is? Because I feel like it gets a ton of different, either a bad rap, a good rap, all the things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's got an opinion on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then maybe some tools to help us start manifesting going into the new year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's lots of schools of thought on manifestation. Um, The way that I teach it is like a compilation of, you know, what I've experienced, what I've learned, um, and what's like worked for me and resonated with me. And the thing about manifestation is you're, we're always doing it. I'm doing it right now as I'm talking. So are you like whoever's listening, you're manifesting right now too. And we're either manifesting in the direction of what we want to create or what we don't want to create. And the things that block us from manifesting what we want to create are one that like shoulding, we keep doing what we think we should be doing. So we're not actually living in alignment with what we want to, we want to bring in. And the universe knows what we really want. And the universe knows what's really best for us. So the universe is only going to give us stuff that's going to either help us to learn a lesson, which is the stuff we don't want to manifest usually because it's not fun. Um, or it's going to give us stuff that we've been asking for. And it, it depends on the work we're doing. So doing that whole shooting thing can really mess us up. Having those limiting beliefs and not feeling uh, subconsciously worthy of what we're trying to call in um, is going to keep us from that thing coming in. And the universe is going to keep sending us stuff to try to help us step into our worth. Um, but if we're not really aware of like what's going on, if we're not even aware that we have limiting beliefs, it's going to be really hard to change that. Um, so those are like the two pieces that keep our manifestations from really coming in. So from there, that's why it, like all these practices, everything we talked about is so important for that initial awareness piece. Because once we find that awareness and we start doing the reprogramming of our limiting beliefs, we start stepping into our worth. And then the universe will send us things to help us grow and evolve so that we're ready for the manifestation that we're calling in. So a lot of schools of thought are all about positivity. and. I'm, I think that we should be as positive as we can, but again, going back to the sacral chakra, we need to be able to, when our emotions come up, take time, not numb them, sit with them, process them, and then clear them because we have these human emotions for a reason. And these human emotions are teaching us when something's off, right? when there's something we need to shift or change or direct. So if we're not letting ourselves really connect with the anger that comes up or the sadness or the grief or the despair, like we're going to shove that down and then we're not going to be able to actually heal and be open. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, totally. Cause like, I mean, I'm just thinking about in yoga, whenever I've done like 
a pigeon pose and it's deep in it. And like, you just not even randomly, but like to me, when it first started happening, it was random crying and like releasing that. Now I know it's like, I'm finally processing and finishing almost that loop, that feedback loop and getting all the way through versus like suppressing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And uh, I love a good pigeon cry. Oh my. It's sounds, humbling. Sounds really good. I'm like, what am I going <laughs> <it>. through? <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. So, and once we, we, you know, process and release, we can get back to being positive, right? Which is, you know, when we're in a positive state of mind, we're in a higher vibration. Okay. We want these, these things. There's these, all these things we want to manifest. Those things are at a higher vibration than we are currently at. Otherwise we would, would have already met them. Right. So an example I like to give, because part of manifestation, I believe is speaking what we want into existence. So we have to say it. So I always give this example because it's like, kind of embarrassing. I feel kind of embarrassed when I say it. I'm just being vulnerable, but I like to say it because speaking it into existence, it's a good example. One of my like dreams that I would love to manifest is to like speak to thousands of people, right? Now, if someone were to call me, like this dream came into like my mind, like a few years ago, if someone were to have called me like the next day and been like, come talk for this crowd of like 10,000 people, I would not have been ready for it. I would have made an ass out of myself. I would have like, you know, been a nervous wreck. I probably wouldn't have made a lot of sense, like all of that because <laughs> I've had to work towards it. So the beautiful thing is when you realize your purpose and you realize your gifts, the universe will start to send you opportunities and situations that are going to help to prime you for what you want. So if what you want hasn't come in, you have to trust in the timing of your life. You have to trust that if you continue to show up and you do the work and you stay clear and you stay like in as high of a vibrational state as you can, um, you're going to get that thing eventually. So that's an important piece with manifestation. Put it out there, tell the universe you want it, but then you got to let go. You can't hold on going back to being adaptable. If we hold on to something too tight, like sand, sand falls through your hand. So you have to put it out there that you want it and then let the universe support you because it will. So kind of bringing it all back to the chakras, how I, how I love to teach it, um, is through the chakras. So our chakras, if you go from the root to the crown, that's called the liberating current of energy. So. I didn't say this before, but all the chakras are located along the Shashumna Nadi. Our Nadis are our prana channels, our our energy channels. And there's like thousands of them throughout the body. But we have three main ones. The Shashumna Nadi goes along the spine. So if you're going up the Shashumna Nadi from the root to the crown, that's called the liberating current. So it's like we're going from the material existence towards liberation or enlightenment. Mm. But if you go back down from the crown to the root, it's called the manifesting current because we're going from source Ooh, that makes sense. down to the material world. Mm. So I have a meditation that I do and it takes people through each one. Um, it's kind of long, so it might not be good for like right now, but I'll explain it really quick. Um, and if people want to like, 
rewind and write it down, they can do that and go through it on their own. But the crown chakra, again, is our center of connection to the divine. So when we have an idea that comes in that we really, really like feel in our soul is meant for us, that it is like, it's not a mistake that that came into our head. So that's step one. What is it that you want to manifest? And is it aligned with your soul or is it aligned with what you've been told you should be doing? So it's important to think about that. If you decide that it's aligned with your soul and what your soul wants in this lifetime to grow and evolve, great. Get ready to manifest it, okay? Um, Then we go to our third eye. And I mentioned this before. This is where we visualize it. So take time to sit there and close your eyes and in your third eye, in the center of your head, just visualize like everything that is going to happen when that thing's in your life. So if it's a partner you're trying to bring in, like what things are you going to do together? What is it going to look like? You know, all of that. Just visualize like everything that life with that partner will look like. And then you bring it down to the throat. And this is where I talk about speaking it into um, existence. So Who do you need to communicate with to start to bring that manifestation into reality? For me, it was like, oh, I should start a podcast so I can actually start speaking and honing in my voice and being able to share what I want in a like clear and concise manner, right? Um, And so write down, you know, who do I need to talk to? What do I need to speak out to get this process started? If it's bringing in a relationship, like... Tell your friends you want a boyfriend, like hook me up with a friend, go on, go on a dating app, you know, start talking. And then our heart chakra, it's our center of relationships and forgiveness. So there's a couple aspects, like one, who do you need to create relationships with or what types of people do you need to create relationships with to bring this in? Um, But also like, is there any acceptance that you need to find within yourself? Is there any forgiveness that you need to find within yourself or towards someone else to help you? Like if you're trying to find a relationship, but you're still pissed off at your ex, that's not going to help you to find a relationship. Like you need to find that forgiveness. You need to find the acceptance of where you're at in your life right now, full acceptance and just be okay. Like this is where I'm at. Maybe life hasn't panned out to like exactly how I thought it was going to be, but here's where I'm at and find that acceptance, and then move forward. If we don't have those things going on, we have limiting beliefs going on. Our solar plexus, it's where we take action. So what action steps do you need to take? Like write them down. What action steps do you need to take to bring that in? Um, And then our sacral chakra, it's our center of emotion. So what emotions are you holding inside of you that you need to release? Again, what final limiting beliefs do you need to work through? If you don't feel worthy of love, love is not going to come in. And if it does come in, it's not going to be the kind of love you're actually trying to manifest. Um, and then finally, our root, our roots, where the manifestation current ends, it's freaking here. Okay. <laughs> this is where we have manifested. So take time to, you know, as you visualize with your third eye to feel like, what is it going to feel like, um, to have it in like, relief, joy, like unconditional love, gratitude, like what's it going to feel like and really allow yourself to feel into that. And so those are all like pretty tangible steps you can take to manifest. And that's what I love to do is just, you know, again, it's the mind, body, and the soul. It's it's the physical, but it's also the energetic and it's the emotional. So bringing it all together. And um, 
making the woo-woo a little easier to understand. (laughs) So hopefully that helps. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. That's a great meditation. I've never, yeah, you've got to like record that and put that out somewhere. (laughs) It is recorded somewhere actually. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'll send it to you. I'm like, I have it like, I think on my YouTube channel or something. I'd love to link it. Um, Okay. (laughs) That's cool. Cause I'm like, I was sitting here and trying to like do it a little bit for each chakra and I was already getting like goosebumps, um, you know, each time you're like moving through the next one, but I'd love to like really sit in that space and just kind of really, really dig into it. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's amazing. I'll send it. Yeah. Thank wow. You. That's such a good meditation. I'm all about like, solid meditation. I love those. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And kind of to wrap things up here, um, last question for you. What are your favorite personal growth or spiritual books? Oh, goodness. There's so many. Okay. I'm just going to go right off the top of my head. Um, Wheels of Life by Anodea Judith. Journey of Souls by Michael Newton. That one's a little out there, but it's really good. Um, Also, the top two I recommend to clients when they're first starting with me, Untethered Soul by Michael Singer and Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And this one's not really spiritual, but um, The War of Art. Ooh. Oh, God. What's his name? I'm forgetting the guy's uh, name. But War of Art. That one's a really good one. And it's all about not letting fear and uh, procrastination stop you. Because mm. actually, when we have fear coming up, um, it's showing us something. So something that we actually need to push past and work towards. So mm. that's, that one's a really, really good one. Yeah. I also love Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Love that Glennon's- one. Love yeah. that one. So good. Like I think I'm going to reread it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so good. I listened to it twice on Audible. It was amazing. Um, I'm excited to read The War of Art. It was crazy. I think I was just journaling today about how I need to take action in certain areas of my life, but I have been fearful and scared because when you take action and put something out there, like you're putting yourself out there. And so it can be scary. And so I'm just like, Mm -hmm. but the only way I'll grow and move forward is like, if I go do that thing and put myself out there and like, who gives a shit if like, it doesn't work out, you know? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, honestly, most people are too busy trying to handle their own lives to be judging. This is what I always say. And if they are judging, like you're, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah, it has everything to do with them. And mm-hmm. like people who I feel like are judging you are already below you. And they, it's, I feel like jealousy and all these things are just because mm-hmm. it's like something in you that they wish they had. Um, and so even when I see jealousy in myself, I'm like, wait, okay. I try and pause and like, what is it about them that I'm jealous or envious of? And then I'm like, oh, like they're, it looks like their career is like really taking off and like, maybe that's what I want or something like that. But it's, Mm -hmm. so I think when you take time to reflect and reframe, and then I always try and send them like good vibes to like get out of that state of like, oh, like. I hope they're doing really well, you know, and just like a little like things so that I don't get stuck on it. And then I'm like, oh, like now I'll get back to my business, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. And yeah, like you said, it shows us like where 
am I not feeling enough? Where am I like giving away my power in this situation? What limit, like what limiting belief is this related to? Because it'll have to do something with something like that. So I love that you do that. I do the same thing. I think everybody should do that. I know everybody should do that. <laughs> yeah. It's powerful. It really, and then you get over it. You're not like mulling over yeah, it. Yeah. Like right yeah. then versus like, it's now 8 PM and like, I'm laying in bed thinking about that person and like their business, you know, it's just like, yeah. no, I'm like over it. And I'm like, going to go to sleep and like, not worry about a damn thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, where can we connect with you and find you on social and um, listen to your podcast? Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram at Kelly Collins wellness. Um, my podcast Instagram is at the soul spark podcast. I have a YouTube channel with yoga flows and meditations and some other random stuff, um, under Kelly Collins wellness, my podcast, you can find, um, on iTunes and Spotify and Google play. It's soul spark with Kelly Collins. And I guess that's it. Perfect. Like my website's kellycollinswellness.com. I have my blog on there, upcoming events, all of that stuff. So you guys can check that out. And yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yay. Awesome. I'll be sure to get everything linked in the show notes. Um, thank you so much. This was freaking amazing. I learned so much. I'm so glad we did this. Yay. Thank you for having me. This was so fun.